I'm Josie Brown, and this is Author Provocateur. Today, my guest is Nancy Hurtness, a prolific contemporary romance novelist. You probably know her from at least one of her series. Wager of the Hearts deals with very wealthy men who soon figure out that they can't buy love. The Second Glances books deal with billionaires with hearts and the love that they find. And the Whisper Horse series gives a girl her best friend and confidant, the four-legged kind, who is the perfect wingman for love when it's just around the corner. Nancy will be joining me at the Barbara Vey Reader Appreciation Weekend 2018. It's a pleasure to talk with you, Nancy. It's great to be here, Josie. Thank you so much for having me. Anytime. I want to ask you a couple of questions about how you made that journey from the hills of West Virginia to suburban New Jersey. Was it school that brought you to New Jersey? I know that you're a graduate of Princeton. Yeah, I kind of worked my way north from West Virginia, basically. I went to high school outside of Philadelphia, and then I went to college in Princeton and got a job out of Princeton on Long Island. So I just kept going north, basically. And then um, from Long Island, I moved across to New Jersey when we, my, uh, then Bo and I decided we wanted to, you know, get married and buy a house. So. And it's a beautiful... The of New Jersey called us. <laughs> so um, do you find that it's just as, uh, as much of a creative uh, inspiration for you as, I know, West Virginia, you actually based your, um, your wonderful Whisper Horse series on that? Um, and- oh, thank you. Yes, absolutely. Uh, suburban New Jersey actually in many ways reminds me of my small hometown in West Virginia. I know that sounds weird, but I live in a small town in New Jersey, too, and everybody knows each other in sort of the same way. So the atmosphere is very similar. And in fact, my the first book I had published, A Bridge to Love, is set in a suburban town in New Jersey. So I definitely draw inspiration from that. Um, and then I decided to go back to my roots for the Whisper Horse series um, because it was a little different. You know, small town, there are a lot of small town romance series, but I thought setting one in the mountains of West Virginia was pretty unique. I don't know too many books that are set, too many romance novels, I should say, that are set in West Virginia, particularly by someone who actually grew up there. Right. And also, you know, you're capturing it with uh, a point of view that a lot of people, you know, you have to live in a place sometimes to have that point of view. Yeah, I think there's a certain texture to a, a locale. I One thing I tried to do in the Whisper Horse series is I used the names of people I grew up with. Now, I didn't use them, you know, I didn't match them to the actual people, but some of the surnames are so unique, like Sidenstricker and Arbuckle and names like that that were so much a part of my childhood that I sort of wanted to bring them back and bring that music into the book. So that was actually really a lot of fun. I, I love that name, Arbuckle. Oh, thanks. Yeah, me too. It's just, and I went to school with a, a, a guy, a, a boy named uh, Davis Arbuckle, actually. So oh. um, I just like the name. Very unique. Um, and I also like the way that um, in the Whisper Horse series, you know, you know, her wingman has four four legs. <laughs> I mean, you know, when you think about it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, I grew up with a pony. You know, I have a pony named Papoose. He was my best friend uh, in my childhood. In fact, I sort of, he was sort of like my bicycle too. You know, I literally rode over to visit friends on my pony and 
they would ride over to visit me on their ponies. It was kind of a an idyllic way to grow up, I suppose. But I found it was interesting with Papoose, you know, I, I was an angsty teenager like all teenagers are. And when I had a big problem that I didn't really want to share with the whole world, I would tell Papoose. And the weird thing was it always made me feel better. You know, putting it into words, I think, makes any problem more sort of controllable. So I would whisper it in his ear, so to speak. And so that's how I came up with the concept of a whisper horse who would sort of help you carry the burden of your troubles and sort of share them, you know, and horses have strong backs. So it's a good person to carry a burden. I mean, a good creature to carry a burden, I guess. Horses have such soulful eyes to begin with. And if you could imagine if the horse could talk back to you and say, honey, this is what you need to do, or... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So true. Yeah, Papoose, my pony, was a dapple gray, so he had oh. dark eyes. Then he had white eyelashes, oh. and it was just he had the most gorgeous eyes. So that you are so right about the eyes. They're just stunning. They're so velvet soft and kind of wise, you know. Well, I, I didn't, I grew up near horses, but I didn't have a horse, but I had a um, collection of horses that were big no, and they were it. plastic. <laughs> I'm sure you saw this collection, but one the was prior? a... Were they the briar? Yes, horses? yes. And, the, and yes. one was a dapple gray, and that was my favorite. So when you said that, that oh, just broke I my heart. It. I love it. <laughs> now, we you, share that. Oh, yes, yes. Perfect, perfect horse. Um, yeah. How did you make the transition to wealthy men? <laughs> in your writing. <laughs> that seemed like a big jump, right? <laughs> well, the truth is, again, my back to my first book, A Bridge to Love, the hero was a, a millionaire back then, because in those days, you could be a millionaire. Now, with inflation, you have to be a billionaire to be a hero of a romance, thanks to Fifty Shades of Grey, I suppose. Um, but I just... I, number one, I like variety, so I, after the Whisper Horse series, I kind of wanted to do something different, and I had really enjoyed writing that first book with the the wealthy guy, because, you know, there's there's a fun fantasy element to that, where you can sort of wave a magic wand and conjure up a helicopter if you need one, or a private jet if you need one, and so I thought, hmm, you know, that would be kind of fun to go back to that, and of course, I live 16 miles from New York City, so I spend a lot of time in Manhattan, and I know it pretty well. I even worked there for uh, a period of years, and so I thought it would be fun to move to that part of my life for the next series, and it has proven, in fact, to be a blast. I bet. Writing about, um, you know, men who have money, but really what they're looking for is the right woman to have at their side. In essence, he's looking for somebody who's not just after his pocketbook. Yeah, that is the big problem, of course, for a very wealthy man. He's always suspicious that this person is after him for all the wrong reasons. And um, I had fun. My Wager of Heart series, which um, it was my first billionaire series, the men are all self-made billionaires. So they come from nothing. And that was kind of you know the point. They all belong to a, an exclusive club that you can only belong to if you've made a billion dollars from nothing. Um, and so the, the, the three men meet, they don't know each other. They meet one night cause they're, they're all in the bar alone and they're all, they all have a problem in their lives. They're at sort of a crisis point in their lives and they start talking and they realize that they're missing this huge chunk of their life. And it's love, you know, it's real true, you know, sort of non, biased love and so they make a bet about finding true love and uh fortunately they do 
And I'm I'm glad that you gave them. <laughs> I was going to say I'm glad you gave them a year to to kind of kind of go through it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gave them some time, definitely. Um, and of course, they find it in surprising places, which is what's really fun. It's not where they think they'll find it. Um, and and I had a lot of fun giving the professions. So the first one is a, a tech genius. That's Nathan, and then Luke Archer is the all star uh, quarterback, legendary quarterback. And finally, the one I had the most fun with is a best-selling author. Of course, and, of and course, of yes. Course. <laughs> he was he was my my sole hero basically because uh, he, I understood him inside and out. And he's he's a writer with writer's block too, so you can imagine that agony. Oh right, right. You you yeah. you, you ha- you'll have every author who reads it crying as well. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and also so saying, "Where really where fun. is this guy in my life? Where is where is he? <laughs> He'd understand everything exactly. I'm going through right now." <laughs> exactly right, right. <laughs> and I gave his heroine. It was fun because I thought, you know, we writers are so internal. We live in our minds so much that I made his hero, I mean, his heroine, sorry, a physical therapist because that's all physical, right? Right. He's all about the body. And I thought it was a really interesting juxtaposition and combination and that it would work well together. Well, and also she's getting him out of his, his, he, she's pulling him out of his mind in two different ways. You know, exactly. I mean, physically exactly. and emotionally. Yeah. Yeah, that was really fun to write. Actually, the latest one, uh, Second to None, is the kickoff novella for my new series, which is called Second Glances. And so you're going to love this because it's a sort of a combination of my billionaires and my Whisper Horse books because it's billionaires but with cute dogs. Oh. So I, I kind of brought the two together. But I'm also doing a little bit of crossover with the Wager of Hearts um, coming into the billionaire books. So the, the uh, I mean, the Second Glances books, the Second Glances, the first full-length novel in that series comes out this July, and it includes as a secondary character Nathan Trainer from the CEO buys in. So How great! So a little bit of crossover. See him again. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. going to be fun. It was fun to write. So. <laughs> now, um, the books that you'll be bringing uh, to Barbara Vey, can you tell us a little bit about them? So I'll be bringing all of the Wager of Hearts books. Wonderful. It's a good indication of your voice for the new series as well. Well, I, I love my billionaires. You know, they, they have hearts. It's not all about the money. Right, right. In fact, the, the new series with the dogs um, was kind of, my editor actually calls it billionaires with heart. Oh, very huge. She came up with that because you know you put it, you throw a dog into a story, and, we, and I find romance readers really love animals. Don't you have that experience? Totally, and also, um, you know, you learn a lot about a character through if they have pets, uh, if they have, yeah. uh, you know, the way they treat an animal is an indication of of their humanistic values. So I think that having the reader see that perspective of your hero is going to be a big plus in them feeling sympathetic to his journey throughout the book. Absolutely. So true. Well, thank you so much for talking with me. And I so look forward to meeting you at Barbara Vey. And I know her readers will as well. 
Oh, thank you. I'm excited about it. It'll be my first time at Barbara Vay's amazing weekend that I hear such incredible things about. You so will be you will psyched. you will be amazed. You will be amazed yeah. at how um, how friendly the readers are, how friendly the other authors are, and how much fun it is over the whole weekend. Oh, it just looks amazing. I've been looking at the pictures of the past ones and thinking, wow, I am just really looking forward to that. <laughs> it's uh, going to be a high point of my year. Want to hear more about the authors who will be attending the Barbara Bay Reader Appreciation Weekend? Just go to my website, authorprovocateur.com, and click on to the other interviews. You'll also find them on the event's Facebook page. And beneath each interview, feel free to leave a comment about your favorite part of it. Doing so puts you in the running for a bundle of the author's books. Listeners can leave one comment per author to be entered for the drawing. This is Josie Brown of Author Provocateur, signing off.